Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Ravenslayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Ladyboy Chi-Chi, a sex expert a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. I am Ladyboy Gigi, and tonight's episode we will be discussing sex with nature, or in nature. <laughs> it can be either. Now, I have Paul with me tonight. Hello, guys. <laughs> and I thought about this topic because it came up the other day when I was doing some writings, and I just reflected back on some of my experiences. But let me clarify what sex with nature is. It's having sex either with a partner or by yourself, masturbating, or sometimes allowing nature to masturbate you <laughs> in various ways. And I'll go into details later. But basically, it's having sex in nature or with nature or with some of the energies of nature. And it can be a very powerful form of sexuality. I know that for me, I've experienced very profound connections with the universe and with the land and with the sea. And experiencing sex with these energies can be very erotic and powerful. And I'd like to give one example I used to go body surfing a lot, and I had this real skimpy bathing suit 
that I could go get in the water, pull my suit off and put it, crumple it up in my hand and then ride the waves naked. And if I arched my back just right as I caught the wave, it would kind of roll around my genitals, stimulating them in the most delicious way. <laughs> and I'd ride wave after wave being pleasured by the sea. <laughs> and it was amazing. Unfortunately, the waves here in Texas aren't very big. Aren't very big. And they tend to not, you don't, can't ride them for very long. So it was difficult to actually ride my way all the way to orgasm. <laughs> but it was a very erotic experience. And I just love, I mean, it's, it's hard to describe how the wave start action rolls around your erect penis and it's kind of, I don't know if you're familiar with in BDSM with the term helicopter, <laughs> but it's when you tie a, wrap a string around the male cock and then you pull it off and it goes wrapping around like a helicopter blade. <laughs> well, that's kind of what the motion of the sea does when you're body surfing. <laughs> and it was very powerful and amazing to just feel that erotic stimulation as I rode the waves and combined that with just body surfing anyway is pretty amazing because here's the sea carrying your whole body in mm -hmm. <laughs> like a surfboard almost, except you're a little bit heavier than a surfboard. <laughs> And it can be a very powerful thing. There has been movements in this area mm -hmm. of people that like to make love in nature or with nature. Mm -hmm. Paul, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you know about some of the movements and people involved? Um, so a lot of the people that I've talked to that have an interest in... Um, in having sex with nature and in nature and using the forces and energies in nature to tap into their own sexuality. They they come from a few different walks of life. I've talked with a number of different pagans. It's kind of a movement in the, the pagan community. Also, the hippie community is pretty big into to that. I've met a lot of people in nudist groups. There's a lot of nudist groups around the country that like to go and be naked in, in nature. And not, you know, not all nudist groups have any focus on sexuality, but some of them do. And a lot of the people who are in the nudist communities that do focus on the sexual aspect of of nudity and public nudity a lot of them have really enjoyed having sex with and in nature there was a gay nudist group based out of austin that was a bunch of like gay drummers who just go out and they go into nature and they beat their drums and they beat themselves and they beat off and sounds really delicious. Ah, yes. <laughs> Another movement, there's a subgroup in this movement that gets into sex with nature, and that's the mindful masturbation movement. People that are into 
being more mindful and connected with their bodies. And by having sex in nature, it helps us connect us with our bodies a little deeper mm -hmm. and with the sensations that nature can provide. And I know that I read about this a while back. This, there's a guy in California that loved climbing trees to mm -hmm. the top of trees naked mm -hmm. and then masturbating in the wind and the sun. Mm -hmm. And that can be pretty hot. I've done that myself. <laughs> I was going to say, was his name Gigi? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done it in California yet. <laughs> I d California, yeah, they've got a lot of poison oak, so <laughs> <that's> <laughs> you true. have to be careful. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm, since I'm so allergic to poison ivy, I wouldn't want to get into poison oak. Mm -hmm. That would be bad. I'm sure it would be. I know that one of the sensations I experienced as in the pine forests in north of Houston, mm -hmm. and I climbed this tall pine tree. I mean, I shimmied up it. Mm -hmm. I had to wear clothes going up, otherwise oh, yeah. it would have scratched my thighs, yeah. inner thighs, because I had to shimmy up it with my legs and mm -hmm. arms. But then I got to the top of the tree and hung my clothes on a branch and just kind of felt the wind swaying the tree and the sun on me. And oh, it was just amazing experience, that connection with the being in the tree and mm -hmm. having the wind gently sway me back and forth mm -hmm. as I masturbated. And one of the really awesome parts was when I did ejaculate mm -hmm. it's like it went way <laughs> down <laughs> you were going for distance oh yes i was going for the distance <laughs> but it was an amazing experience mm. and i had another experience that was a different kind of nature the nature mm -hmm. of gravity okay and i had a girlfriend at the time and it, it was late at night at a park with those, they don't have them anymore, but mm -hmm. they had the really tall swing set mm -hmm. where you could really swing high. Well, I was, I was in shorts. It was, it was summer night mm -hmm. and even took my T-shirt off. I sat on the swing and she sat, had a very short skirt on. She took her panties off, climbed onto me and... And started my cock into her, and we swung our way to orgasm. Mm. And it was amazing because you know that tingly sensation you get down there mm -hmm. when you're swinging real high, yeah. and you're kind of become weightless up at the mm -hmm. top, and then you come down and you're very heavy, and the weight, the gravity would kind of do all the motion for us. She'd yeah. go deeper into me. Mm. at the bottom and then mm -hmm. lift up slightly on the both top points. <laughs> That's really hot. And that was an amazing experience. Just And it kind of brought the child out in me. We, oh, yeah. Uh, in both of us. Oh, yeah. And we must have been on that swing for about two and a half hours, <laughs> swinging our way to orgasm after <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> mm. And then there's was a place where they had this small waterfall mm -hmm. 
And that was amazing. Just mm. going naked under a waterfall and mm -hmm. positioning myself with my legs spread wide open mm. and letting the water just come crashing down on my genitals mm. was amazing. <laughs> I think another area where I've had sex with nature, mm -hmm. and it wasn't planned ahead of time, but we were, I was camping at a private campground where we could be naked, and mm -hmm. I was with a girl, and we were having, making love, and all of a sudden, it, rain, it was in the summer, mm -hmm. and it started raining, and it was just this incredible feeling of mm. rain coming down on us as we were making love, and mm. feeling the kind of chilly water on a hot summer day <laughs> as we were uh, exerting ourselves in the throes of passion. Mm -hmm. And it's just this kind of amazing feeling of being connected with the elements. Yeah, I, I've i experienced a, a little bit of that, not like having the rain fall on me, but, you know, when I'm having sex and it's raining, like I remember one time I was in a house that had an old tin roof and just like hearing the like the pelting of the rain on the the ceiling and like the lights had gone out and just seeing like the flicker of lightning and hearing the thunder like while we were like deeply and passionately making love like it really really added to the experience a lot and it made me feel really tuned in to everything that was going on. Rainstorms always get me horny. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's not much that doesn't get me horny, but, <laughs> but oh, very true. during rainstorms, it just there's something special about a good thunderstorm crashing around outside and mm -hmm. you're inside making love or masturbating and it, oh, it's mm -hmm. just the energy of the storm just kind of carries into your sex. Oh, yeah. It's hard to put into words, but it is fun. <laughs> I, I know another experience we both have is having sex on a boat and just feeling the motion of the waves as they lap against the boat and it bobbing up and down while you're having sex. That's also... Oh, yeah, I really used to incredible. go nude sailing every weekend when I had my sailboat. Mm -hmm. and we'd go out on the bay where it was pretty isolated. Nobody could see anything. And, mm -hmm. and there's many a time when we'd be sailing along and I'd be just happily masturbating <laughs> or having sex or giving a blowjob or mm -hmm. <laughs> getting a blowjob. All kinds of things we did on that boat. It was amazing. <laughs> and there's just something about it. We'd, at night, it was a big enough boat where we'd drop anchor and sleep on the sailboat. Mm -hmm. And all you'd hear is the sounds of the water yeah. and wind. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's just incredible, especially at night, because it would be so dark out. Mm-hmm. You could see so many stars above you and yeah. just making love under the stars and mm -hmm. feeling the powers of the universe around you. 
is incredible. Mm. I'd like to take a moment before we go too much further and do our little plug. But before I do, we've been talking a little bit about sex with nature and sex in nature and having combining that element of nature and the powers and forces of nature with sexuality. And for me, it kind of brings that sense of connection mm -hmm. to more than just me and my lover, but to the whole world and the universe. Yeah. But anyway, I'd like to do a little plug for our show. If you enjoy what you hear on Adult Bedtime Stories and would like to support us, I do have a website on Patreon. And it's go to patreon.com forward slash ladyboygg. And you can donate $1 a month up to however much you want to donate. I've got several tiers. And for each tier, we give different special rewards to our supporters. So for at the lower tier, you get to be mentioned as a supporter. And for upper tiers, we'll send you insights into what we do on this behind the scenes on the podcast. We'll send you videos, and I may even send you a new product that I'm developing, a training film on sexuality that hadn't been released yet to get feedback and see what you think of it. And by supporting us, you also get to see some of the work we do behind the scenes. <laughs> mm -hmm. And don't forget to go sign up for our subscription on, on iTunes. You can subscribe to the podcast and you'll get a reminder in your email uh, every week when our show uploads so that you can be sure to catch the latest in adult bedtime stories. And while you're there, think about filling out a review and rate us. And also, while you're there, you can drop us a question. We answer questions at the end of every podcast. Yeah. I'd like to kind of shift gears. We talked a little bit about the pagan community. Mm -hmm. And I did do a ritual once with the group. Mm -hmm. They ran it. And then I asked them afterwards if I could run it in for Aphrodite's temple. And I have a couple of times. But it's called Sex in the Wild. <laughs> it's all about connecting with the wild energies sexually. Mm -hmm. It's a very pagan thing. So if you're not mm -hmm. into paganism, it may not be your cup of tea. Or you could do it if it's, I mean, it's not strictly for pagans only. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's connecting with the energies of some of the sex gods and goddesses mm -hmm. and connecting with that, the energies of nature, almost very much like Pan or Dionysius, mm -hmm. <laughs> having sex out in the woods and getting in touch with that, really, the 
nymphs and the uh, ciders, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting in touch with all that energy and just opening the door to another side of sexuality. I don't know if you've ever gotten into primal sex, but this is touching on that to some degree. Mm-hmm. And primal sex can be very powerful. It touches that part of ourselves that's, there's no words for it. It's just yeah. very primal and primitive part mm-hmm. of ourselves. Yeah. It stretches back to our, through the time to back to our early ancestors. Yeah. And getting in touch with that primal side is is an incredible experience if you haven't done it. Mm-hmm. It's going into trance state and really getting into fierce primal sex. Mm-hmm. But do ask for informed consent with your partner. Of course. I had a uh, girlfriend once who was very much into it. And... By the time we were done, we'd scratch and bitten each other, <laughs> and we were marked all over our bodies from this just lustful, passionate sex. Mm. And, I mean, it was very primal and very... It's hard to put into words. It, it's you raw. just have to get into that raw mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. And that's very much connected to the sex mm. with nature thing. It's like getting in tune with that part of ourselves that's that's so ancient. Mm-hmm. I, I know one of the things that helps me kind of tap into that pri- primal energy that can definitely play a role in sex uh, in nature is fire, like either erotic dancing around a fire or having sex by a fire and like feeling the warmth of it on your body as you're sweating and your partner is sweating and you're just glistening all over and like slipping and sliding against each other and feeling like that hot like air all over you and the like whoosh of the wind if it's a very strong fire that pushes the displaces the air around you it it's it it can be really really incredible oh yeah and fire does have a way of putting us into a trance Mm -hmm. state anyway and combining that with sex and with dancing Mm -hmm. i've done erotic dancing in the past before my knee went so bad Mm-hmm. And it was just, I've even done masturbation around the fire mm-hmm. and temple. <laughs> and that was incredible. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of us masturbating together as we mm-hmm. danced around the fire. <laughs> it was. Oh, that's so hot. Amazing experience. And it gets into that primal side of us. Mm-hmm. It t- taps something deep within. <laughs> I think one of the things about Call to the Wild, it brings up sex rituals, and I've done a lot of different Mm -hmm. sex rituals that are very much done in nature. Mm -hmm. We've done the stag hunt ritual around Beltane, Mm -hmm. 
when the, there's a full moon, we don't allow flashlights, and you can either be a stag or a hunter. The hunters and stags I prepare differently. I take all the stags out into their territory and tell them, you're no longer human. You don't have voice anymore. You have to grunt and make animal noises. You have to stomp the earth and go out and mark your territory. <laughs> you can mark your territory by peeing, but don't pee all in one spot. Pee just a little few drips mm -hmm. and then hold it off and then go and mark another spot. So Then I'd leave them to go and mark their territory, and I'd go back and start preparing the hunters. And I'd tell the hunters, oh, it's been a long winter, and it's time to go on the great hunt to help feed the tribe. Without a good hunt tonight, everyone will stay hungry. And so I get them kind of prepped in their hunting mode. And I say, paint your bodies and pray to the god and goddess that you have good fortune in your hunt tonight. Then I sound the signal and all the stags come in on one side of the fire and the hunters are on the other side of the fire and they're glaring at each other and I can feel the energy rising in everybody <laughs> and the stags are stomping the ground with their hooves and making animal noises and looking very wary at the hunters <laughs> and then I give the signal and have the stags go out into the their territory and then have the hunters do a hunting dance and then the hunt begins and they have to go and capture stags and bring them back <laughs> <laughs> and then once the rituals ended after all the stags have been caught or we sound the signal for any that are still out there to come in then all the stags have to negotiate what sensual or sexual services they'll perform for the hunter for release back to the wild. Mm. <laughs> and then we open temple and everybody has an amazing time. <laughs> <laughs> and we've done some other rituals. Well, we already mentioned Call of the Wild. There's the Pathway of Psychosexual Darkness. Mm. where you start exploring some of the taboos and some of the social conditioning that block your sexuality. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the ritual, you reach the realm of transformation. As a priestess, I give some, I'll ask them, what stood out for you in this ritual? What What's blocking you? And... As they tell me, then I'll give them some suggestions and insights on how to remove those blocks mm -hmm. and become freer and f experience more freedom of sexual expression. So that's yeah. a very powerful ritual, but it's a very somber one. We mm -hmm. usually do that one only during Samhain. Yeah, that, that sounds more like a Samhain ritual. Yeah. But we've done a lot of different rituals and... 
sex rituals, and those can be pretty powerful mm-hmm. and often do involve nature in some form or another. And, you know, one thing that you just brought up is, you know, that there are different rituals for Samhain and different rituals for Beltane. And that's one of the things that tapping into nature, tapping into the seasons and like knowing what kind of energy works for the time of the year and the the place that you are like i i think that very much ties in with this tapping into to nature and honing your sexual energy in with nature mhm what are some of the other natural areas that you can enjoy sexuality And I do want to give a kind of warning. Be careful about where you do these things. Make sure it's isolated enough so you don't get caught and Mm -hmm. arrested for nudity. Yeah, definitely. You do have to use a little care when you're having sex in nature. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, I have access to two private campgrounds and access to places where it's totally safe to do Mm -hmm. in fact at the pagan groups where i run temple all the temple patrons can come in and enjoy sex in nature oh yeah because it's a clothing optional Mm -hmm. sacred space i will say there's something to be said about uh, you you should still definitely be careful but there definitely is something to be said about the appeal of a slight chance of getting caught. And if you can maximize the the giddiness of that feeling while at the same time being aware of safety so that you don't get in trouble, I, I think that that can be a very interesting thing to to play around with oh yeah i would like to add to my tree experience one time i'd climbed up one of those tall trees Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden i had to pee really bad (laughs) and i wound up writing my name and full name in cursive (laughs) in one (laughs) piss that's really awesome (laughs) no it's it's something else when you can have a pee that goes that far down Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just thought I'd throw that in. It's mm-hmm. not quite sex with nature, but <laughs> yeah, but it is kind of an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know one experience I had that kind of touched on, you know, part of it was exciting because there was a slight chance we could be caught. I, I was hitchhiking with a, a girlfriend some years back, and we we're in the desert we were like right at the state line between between Nevada and California and it was hilarious because on the Nevada side it was nothing but casinos and then like once you hit the state line for California there was absolutely nothing for for you could just see all the way to the horizon in the desert my partner at the time were looking for somewhere to spend the night and 
and normally we like like to hide in some trees or something like that uh but there were no trees but we realized that we could walk far enough away from the road that we couldn't really be seen and we just walked a really far way out into the desert and we got to the place we decided to camp for the night like right as the sun was setting and the wind was blowing and it was a gorgeous sunset and like the area of the desert that we were at like it was so dry that the ground had like the the little cracks all along it and it was just such a beautiful place and we laid out a, a tarp and me and my girlfriend at the time made love in the desert and it was absolutely incredible. It was just really, really amazing sex and it was just in such a beautiful place and it felt so right and like for years after that we talked about it. Mm-hmm. And I know there is this kind of energy and connection I've experienced doing sex in nature. It's It gets into, and I've done this in other forms of sex too, but especially with sex in nature, I get this feeling, overwhelming feeling of being one with the universe, mm -hmm. being one with all things and being in a part of it. Yeah. But also connected to it at a whole different level. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the spiritual side of sex with nature. Yeah. Is reaching that kind of connection with the universe and feeling that oneness mm -hmm. that we aren't separated individuals that we are interconnected with all things. Yeah. It it's really really incredible and it's I I find that that kind of connection is something that kind of ebbs and 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 flows and you know wanes it you you feel it more and then you feel it less. And I think that it's something that you can tap into if you try to. And mm -hmm. I I think that finding different methods of doing that and certainly having sex with and in nature mm -hmm. is w one great tool to, to tap into it. Although we didn't ever get an opportunity to do this one, I did have a woman that was training to be more dominant mm -hmm. and learn domination skills. Mm -hmm. And I had her write me out a fantasy. And she said, and this was towards the end of the, her training. Mm -hmm. She says, what I'd like to do is take you out to this area in Louisiana. It's about a few hours drive and tie you up against a tree mm -hmm. with the headlights on you mm. and do a BDSM scene mm -hmm. and hopefully attract some attention mm -hmm. <laughs> from some of the people around the area. Mm -hmm. 
and she knew the people. Yeah. And then have them gangbang me (laughs) (laughs) after she finishes her torments and punishments. Mm. And it was a pretty hot fantasy just being tied naked to a tree Mm -hmm. with my arms tied around the trunk. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know that I've been tied to a tree. Oh, yeah. How was that? Oh, it it was really, really hot. I, I really, really enjoyed it. The thing that was really exciting about it, of, of course I was in good hands and they never would have abandoned me there, but part of it that was really exciting was thinking that, you know, they could just leave me there and just drive away and then mm-hmm. I'd be helpless. <laughs> yeah, there's that kind of power dynamic that can be pretty awesome Mm -hmm. I know that for me when you can add these new elements to sex it can put a Mm -hmm. whole new dimension to your sexuality and spark a whole new adventure in a long term relationship that's been kind of between having kids and having work and having responsibilities Mm -hmm. you kind of lose sight of sex and yeah it gets difficult to have a really amazing sex life sometimes in our modern world and i think by planning a weekend where you go camping in some isolated area Mm -hmm. and just enjoy some sex with nature with each other or even solo Mm -hmm. it can be pretty hot i've been with partners where we went out in the woods and did a Jack and Jill mm-hmm. social gathering. Yeah. Boys jack off, girls chill off. Mm-hmm. And we just put on masturbation shows for each other in mm. nature. And that was pretty amazing. And that's a whole different kind of energy. Mm-hmm. For doing solo sex in nature, it's very different than having sex with a partner in nature. Oh, yeah, definitely. Both are good. I've experienced both. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then having group sex Mm. is pretty hot in nature. Mm -hmm. Participating in sex rituals and within Aphrodite's temple has been just amazing experiences. Mm. We've done so many different things. and, And I remember nights where... I'd go to bed at like 4.35 in the morning and there'd still be people making those love-making sounds inside mm-hmm. Temple, still going strong at it. <laughs> One of the memories of Temple that I have that I still remember fondly was uh, there was a, a time that we set up temple here in Houston for one of the burns and it was when you still had your yurt and it started raining pretty heavily and I remember like it was raining heavily and that and the yurt was completely filled filled with people having sex and masturbating oh yeah just having a really (laughs) erotic hot time in the rain and at one point one of the people kind of like 
rolled over and like put a split in one of the walls and having to run out in the rain and repair the yurt while <laughs> listening to everyone have sex in it with the rain pouring down on me and just like you know it felt really surreal and really awesome mm -hmm. one of the things i've really enjoyed about temple is that we are outdoors it mm -hmm. is a camping experience yeah and we are in nature having the drumming at night going on while you're making love with mm -hmm. people and just enjoying the beauty of the land and the mm -hmm. energy it's uh, incredible and one of the things I, I don't do it as often as I used to but mm -hmm. I for temple when I go early and set up mm -hmm. I'd almost always consecrate the temple by having sex with nature all yeah. around the area. Mm -hmm. And it would be the, you know, after a day of setup, then that night, I'd evening, I'd take a shower and then I'd do this kind of build a nice campfire and then have sex with nature all around the temple. Mm -hmm. And I'd bring that sex energy level up mm -hmm. before we'd run Aphrodite's temple. And people would come into temple and go, wow, I can feel the energy in here. It's amazing yeah. sex energy here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think we do kind of leave our energetic mark when yeah. we have sex. Yeah, that's one of the things that's really awesome when we go to to the pagan festival that we do together because y you've been in the same area so many times like I feel like the the land itself has a memory of the last you know more than what has it been almost two decades it, oh over 25 years yeah over yeah over two uh -huh. decades and I I feel like that that land that especially right where temple is is just so thoroughly consecrated with the sex energy of you know all of the years past that mm -hmm. it's palpable when and that's there. probably why i don't feel the need to consecrate it anymore yeah <laughs> although i do sometimes because mm -hmm. it's just so enjoyable to mm -hmm. get naked and get raging erection and <laughs> touch myself all over feel the sun or the wind and mm -hmm. and at night see the stars and feel the glow of the campfire in the mm -hmm. distance mm. radiating on my body it's yeah it just adds to the pleasures mm -hmm. of the flesh <laughs> and it gets me all so ooh, turned on and, mm -hmm. and sexually stimulated Mm. And I take hours before I ejaculate. Mm -hmm. It's like I really take my time with it. Oh, yeah. And experience it fully and with intent and with putting magic into the space. Yeah. Sex magic. And while we're on the subject of sex magic, mm -hmm. there are certain sex magic rites we do in temple. Mm -hmm. I don't do it during temple, but sometimes with some of the people that 
help me with Temple. And there was one time, about 10, no, less than 10, probably about six to eight years ago, May was coming up, it was Beltane. Mm-hmm. And I thought, why don't we do put some energy out into the world? Because May is National Masturbation Month. Mm-hmm. I said, let's do a masturbation sex magic ritual mm-hmm. and put energy out to the world to help people get in touch with masturbation and mm-hmm. break the taboo of masturbation that yeah. self-pleasuring is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so we, a group of us, mm-hmm. there's about five of us, mm-hmm. males and females, and so we danced around the fire, getting very erotic, touching ourselves, mm-hmm. touching each other's bodies, and we raised this cone of energy. Mm-hmm. And part of doing a um, working with sex magic, mm-hmm. one of the things that I've learned to do is create a, a sigil. Yeah. Because when you're in the throes of orgasm, it's hard to concentrate on mm-hmm. a particular intent. Yeah. So we'd put our intent into this sigil we draw. Mm-hmm. And usually mine was a, either, well, now I've got a wooden phallus that I carved. Oh, yeah. But we create it, and I've got a wooden vagina that I carved. Mm-hmm. And so we had, use those as our sigil. And when we came to the, each uh, instructed everyone when you come, when you're ready to orgasm, mm-hmm. just glance over at the sigils and that'll send your intent out to the world. Mm-hmm. And it's always amazing in Temple because I've seen this phenomenon over and over again. Often one person's orgasm will trigger a lot more people that orgasm. Mm-hmm. It's amazing experience. Yeah. The energy just raises up with mm-hmm. everybody with these kind of group sex mm-hmm. rituals that we do. And it can be so very powerful and hopefully does some healing of this world. Yeah. Because we do live in such a sex negative mm-hmm. world. Part of maybe we, for Beltane next year, next spring, we can do a um, sex positive ritual (laughs) raise energy for send sex positive energy Mm -hmm. out to the world to make the world more sex positive (laughs) i think that'd be very good Mm. yeah i think it's probably time for a question okay (laughs) and while he's getting the question i would like to remind people if you want to you can email me with questions and have it be a little bit more private. I do keep names out of the questions. I don't identify who asked. And you can email me at admin at ravenslayerleather.com. Okay, so today we've got a question from a listener. They write, hello, Lady Boy Gigi. Me and my wife love listening to the podcast, and we recently got into BDSM, but we aren't very experienced, and there aren't a lot of 
like-minded people living near us, and we were curious how to get more hands-on experience with BDSM without an active community in our area. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind that might help is to join FetLife. Yes. Get on FetLife and search. They do have a way to search by area for members on FetLife that are in your area. Yeah. And then contact those people. Mm -hmm. You might be surprised. There's kinksters everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That would be my first item to suggest. And by getting to know people on FetLife, it can be a good thing. Mm-hmm. You do need to be a little careful. Meet yes. in a public place when you meet for the mm-hmm. first time. Don't just meet someone down in their basement where they can <laughs> tie you up and mm-hmm. without consent, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, for sure. Um, and another thing I would suggest is you know, even if, you know, you can take a a day trip, you know, a couple hours to an area that might be a, a little bit larger, one of the things that you can find on FetLife fairly easily are munches. There's all sorts of munches that are geared towards different kinks or just kink in general. And munches are a great place to meet like-minded people because it's a really casual environment you you're all there because you're all interested in bdsm but it's in a restaurant in the middle of the day the day it's not a play party there's no pressure it's just like-minded people getting together and talking and it, it can be a great place to to learn about local communities and to start making friends and another suggestion i would also recommend is take a weekend off and go to one of the leather conventions or one of the kink conventions yeah because they'll have workshops they'll have Mm -hmm. instructions and demos and even play parties that you can get involved with and that can be a very rewarding experience. Oh, yeah. In fact, I've done quite a few workshops at mm-hmm. s- several different leather mm-hmm. events, and those were very powerful. Yeah. And there's all sorts of different environments where you can find kinksters. We we run temple at pagan festivals, at kink festivals, uh, at different burns and things like that mm-hmm. um, so you know there's kink has a lot of overlap with other communities and if you find those larger communities a lot of times you can find the subset in those communities that and even Renfest has oh, yeah. a kink yeah, subgroup for sure. <laughs> so that renaissance festivals mm-hmm. are a good place to kind of check in with and usually they'll have a separate mm-hmm. group that's camping there and mm-hmm. does their kink stuff at night and <laughs> does run fair during the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that could be a lot of fun. But another option, you're busy and really can't get out of town and you really are in a very rural place. There's all sorts of online resources that 
you know, that can help you learn uh, to to hone what you're doing and can you know lead you to the places that you need to be. In fact, Gigi has several training programs that that he does himself through um, Kajabi, right? Well, it's through my website on oh. Raven Slayer. Oh, is yeah. where you access them. Yeah, yeah. If you it's... go to the Raven Slayer website. And they're video training programs. Mm-hmm. Basically, I go through all the safety protocol, everything you need to learn and practice, and give you some exercises to practice on mm-hmm. before you work on your partner. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on things like flogging. Yeah. Uh, you want to learn how to work with the flogger. and. Mm-hmm. It it looks easy when someone's practiced and knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But if you use it the wrong way, it can cause unintentional yeah. pain. Especially if you rap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I teach you the techniques and how to work with a flogger. There's all kinds, everything from flogging to... The psychological part of BDSM mm-hmm. play, the yeah. psychosexual part, mm-hmm. and getting into headspace, yeah, and working with your submissive, yeah, taking a submissive to that place where they open up and can fly in subspace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know that you you have a lot of focus that you do on safety protocol. Because, you know, first and foremost, you need to do what you're doing safely. Oh, yes. And one of the things I've come across over and over again in the BDSM community, I've heard it said many times, what we're doing is dangerous. Mm -hmm. But so is driving a car. Yeah. (laughs) You never know when a chemical truck's going to go around Mm -hmm. one of those overpasses to fast and come crashing mm-hmm. down and have a chemical spill all over you that's something totally unavoidable but you can learn safety measures mm-hmm. and learn techniques to make the safe i mean make the play as safe as possible yeah exactly i know that you you put a lot of emphasis on um you know you you may be causing pain to each other but you should not be causing harm yeah and you don't want to damage the goods yeah (laughs) submissives are precious property (laughs) that you want to take good care of but beat the holy crap out of them (laughs) (laughs) let your sadistic side fly but do it safely (laughs) and it's such an amazing experience to take someone flying Mm-hmm. And subspace, as a dominant, I get to ride on the journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get to go with that energy. And it's it's kind of like being a shaman in a way, mm-hmm. being a dominant. It's being able to take that person and just work your magic and take them flying. <laughs> I've also been the submissive. I'm a switch. <laughs> Mostly Dom now, but 
there's mm-hmm. times when I like, if the energy's right, I like to submit. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very heavy player. I've had people scared that, oh, I don't want to hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> I go, no, you can go harder. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially with cock and ball torture. Oh, I know. It's incredibly good. I know. I but I can go to amazing places with that, mm-hmm. both as a dom and the sub. Oh, I, I and, can attest to and what the, you can do as a dom. And velvet torture. I've mm-hmm. taken, oh, oh, I can punish that pussy so good. <laughs> mm. Make it ache and scream for orgasms. <laughs> mm. And I like blending the pain with the pleasure. It sends such good mixed signals in the brain that just kind of opens the door to flying even higher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but any other comments before we end the show? I I think that, you know, as long as you are proactive in in what you do and you take time to do things right and don't try to bite too much off all at once. It's much better to go a little slower than you would like to at first and not wind up, you know, causing any damage or harm to to your partner than it is to get there, you know, all all at once because yeah. and I would like to throw in even if you don't order the training programs mm-hmm. and part of the training program one of the elements I include is the BDSM interest evaluation yeah which is a great tool to figure out where a person's boundaries are mm-hmm. what what they're into what they're what scares them mm-hmm. what's off limits yeah, and that you you have for free, right? Yeah, that uh, I'll have to double check. I think it is for free still. Mm-hmm. No, I think I took that down oh, as okay. a freebie. Uh, but I can put it back up as a freebie. That's no problem. All my programs, training programs, are ten dollars. Yeah, and it's, you it's get a, a lot in each one. I mean, I could charge a whole lot more. <laughs> But yeah. I'd rather get the information out to people mm-hmm. and to even people that don't have a large budget. Yeah. So I keep the prices way down so that people can order what they need to learn. Mm-hmm. And where else are you going to get a good education? Yeah. It's hard to find materials like this. I know. And so that's partly why I do it, so that we can create a more sex-positive world and educate people. Because mm-hmm. we don't get a good sexual education. I know. <laughs> I mean, some people don't include sex with BDSM, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. But for me, I've always mm-hmm. been one of these people, it's got to be part of my BDSM if mm-hmm. I'm going to get into really intense play. Yeah. Now, if I'm just at a play party and flogging somebody mm-hmm. a little bit, I can bypass the sex part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's still a bit erotic. Yeah. And I still get an erection <laughs> <laughs> as I'm beating someone. <laughs> oh, I I think it just takes, you know, 
a breeze sometimes for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, part of it for me is I do have a very deep sadist streak in me. Oh, I know. And it's part of the power dynamic. It's taking the power given to me by the submissive and playing with that power. Mm-hmm. And BDSM really is all about power exchange. Yeah. And an interesting thing happens when you're engaging in the power exchange. The the power that the submissive gives is there is more power produced than what is given. It it almost multiplies. Well, it becomes synergy. Yeah. Which is the end result has greater power than the sum of all the parts. Yeah, exactly. And that can that's an one of the things I love about BDSM and sex is that mm-hmm. often when you're either making love with someone or having a good BDSM scene, it's like all of a sudden the end results is much more than both of you put into it. Yeah. So on that note, oh, I would like to say if you want to purchase some of the training programs, go to ravenslayerleather.com forward slash videos. And I have a whole lot of video training programs. Some of them are for free. Some the rest are $10 per program. And each program gets you a lot of training. Mm -hmm. So on that note... Have a wonderful night. Enjoy those nocturnal emissions. (laughs) Good night. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual.